This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, February 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Paying for travel time, funding for VAs, Booker's Ag Goal, and Farmers Promised a Seat at the Table. Battle over paying for travel time expected to return. The labor group California Rural Legal Assistance has been on a pilgrimage to refine what courts consider voluntary transportation, according to ag labor attorney Michael Sackwe of the Sackwe Law Group. That could force farm employers to pay for travel time to work sites. In a webinar Wednesday, Sackwe pointed to a recent U.S. District Court case concerning H-2A guest workers. The judge was considering voluntary transportation as being not so voluntary since the visa holders were in a remote area with no other transportation and no maps or knowledge of the region. The case was settled before ruling. Now labor interests are pushing for courts and policymakers to reconsider the meaning of voluntary transportation. Why it matters? Well, the legislature passed such a transportation measure in 2020. SB 1102 would have required agricultural employers to notify H-2A guest workers of their labor and housing rights. The bill later added provisions for paid travel time, lighting requirements, and tenancy rights. Governor Gavin Newsom vetoed the measure, saying he would charge the Labor Department with implementing the notification requirement. Support pours in for Newsom's funding for voluntary agreements. Farm groups and irrigation districts are praising the governor's proposal of $125 million for restoring critical fish habitat to the Central Valley River systems. This habitat improvement funding represents an important step toward early implementation of the voluntary agreement, said Tom Birmingham, general manager of the Westlands Water District. The budget item came up at an assembly subcommittee hearing on Wednesday. The California Farm Bureau shared its strong support of the proposal with the chairs of that committee as well as its Senate counterpart. No opposition was raised at the informational hearing. Now remember, early last year the administration took other steps in the budget to pursue a collaborative approach to improve habitat and flows for the Delta region. That stalled when the Trump administration signed a new biological opinions triggering numerous lawsuits. Valadeo pushes for extension of water infrastructure funding. Representative David Valadeo, Central Valley Republican, has introduced a measure to extend parts of the WIN Act focused on funding water storage projects in the West. The Interior Department would determine appropriations. The WIN Act, quote, restored flexibility to operations of the Central Valley Project and the State Water Project, restored water supplies, and resulted in better informed decisions on actions to protect native at-risk fish species, said Westland's General Manager Tom Birmingham in praising Valadeo's measure. Bayer announces agreement on dealing with future roundup cases. Bayer has agreed on a plan designed to manage and resolve future roundup cases, a key component of settling thousands of claims against the company over exposure to the widely used herbicide. As a part of the class action settlement agreement being filed in a federal court in California on Wednesday, the company would be committed to pay up to $2 billion to support the claims and programs covered by the class plan, Bayer said. 
The company announced a multi-billion dollar agreement last year to settle existing and future claims, but the initial proposal on the futures class was withdrawn after the federal judge overseeing the litigation expressed skepticism about it. Compensation over a four-year period includes up to $200,000 for those with exposure to Roundup and diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, proposed class counsel said in a news release. The next of kin of deceased with exposure to Roundup who qualify for benefits may apply for a payment. A $50 million fund will also be established to provide for payments above $200,000 in extraordinary circumstances. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Stabenow takes charge. It is official. Michigan Senator Debbie Stabenow is back as chairwoman of the Senate Agriculture Committee after the Senate finally approved an organization resolution yesterday afternoon. Stabenow last chaired the committee from 2011 to 2015. Booker, eyes making a lot of change on ag policy. One of the Senate Ag's newest members, New Jersey Democrat Cory Booker, says he sought a seat on the Ag Committee to address a range of concerns about ag and food policy. They include massive corporate consolidation, unconsciousable working conditions on farms, and diseases that are related to diet. Booker says those issues, as well as animal welfare concerns, have brought together, quote, a growing movement that includes independent family farmers, farm workers, and environmentalists. A lot of the work I've been doing in the Senate has been leading to this committee, Booker said. EPA nominees' future includes travel and meetings. President Joe Biden's nominee for administrator of the EPA, Michael Regan, is promising to do a lot of traveling and listening to stakeholders and the public. He also promises agriculture will have a seat at the table when it comes to issues that affect it. His confirmation is all but certain, especially given his strong support from the ag community. At his confirmation hearing before the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee yesterday, the Secretary of the North Carolina Department of Environmental Quality committed to visiting Alaska and West Virginia and said he would have an open-door policy. Take note, Regan said he has a commitment to building consensus with pragmatic solutions. I've also learned that we can't simply regulate our way out of every problem we face. One of the biggest issues he could face is rewriting the Trump-era rule redefining waters of the U.S., the wetlands, streams, and other features that are regulated by the Clean Water Act. After the hearing, Regan told AgriPulse that his, quote, goal would be to provide certainty and transparency and something that works again to protect our small farmers but also protect water quality in our bays. You can read our report on the hearing at AgriPulse.com. By the way... The Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee voted 13-4 to to approve Jennifer Grandholm's nomination as Energy Secretary. She now joins USDA nominee Tom Vilsack in line for a vote on the full Senate. Finally, here's today's He Said It. Biden has laid down the law in terms of where he's headed with his labor policy, and it's not good. That attorney, Michael Sackway of the Sackway Law Group, is discussing what to expect from the new administration. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, February 4th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.